Hey, what's up? Like, totally time for 90210. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the 90210 show. My name is Mark or Marco, if you prefer. What in the hell? With me as always is my girlfriend, Carol or Carlita. Nah. Hey, what's up? How are you doing, Carlita? Car, Car, Carol. What would your Spanish name be? Carol. There is no Carol's Spanish. Like, there's no cool like Spanish conversion. Like in my Spanish class, they went around and told everyone what their Spanish name would be, and they're like, "Carol's just Carol." My name is Marcos. Uh, you know, I took German instead of Spanish. Mm-hmm. So, oh, by the way, it's been a great week here. It's uh, January 31st, 1997, everybody. Um, but when I took German, uh, they said, oh, your name? Uh, it's Mark. Because <laughs> Mark's a German name. Right. Uh, like but Deutsch with a Mark. C. Right. No. With a K. Um, really? Yeah. But... I I mean they do have marks with a C too. It's the same thing. But I chose a different name. I didn't want to be Mark in German. Mm-hmm. So for my for my German name, I picked Ulf. Ulf? U L F. Ulf. Interesting. I was Ulf. Ulf. I'm gonna call you Ulf from now on. What was your Spanish name? Did you pick a Spanish name? I don't remember. No. Carolina or something, I guess. Oh, there you go, Carolina. But that's not like that's not what they said though. They said Carol. Sweet Carolina. <laughs> See, Caroline would probably be cha, Carolina. Cha cha. Um, cuz it's Spanish. Anyway. <laughs> wow. Speaking of A racist. Speaking of racism and uh and uh, desecrating cultures. Yeah. We watched 90210 today. We sure did. And um I I don't know where should we start. Wherever you want to start, Carol. This is your it's your world. I'm just living in it. Okay. Um for some ridiculous reason, uh the boys Brandon and and Dylan decide that they're going to go on a road trip. The boys are back in town. I I don't like, on motorcycles. Dylan's like, I want to, you know, go do this. You should come with me. Yeah, I want to go to Lake Whitney or whatever the fuck it is. Now, I, I didn't know that Brandon rode motorcycles. I don't remember this being a thing. It's never been a thing. So many things on this show happen off camera, and they're just, they just expect you to know it. <laughs> like Ray his, gets a band off camera. Right. Like, his parents are... Uh, concerned and he's like oh it's been a while since i rode but it's been a while since i rode in minnesota remember when i used to ride hogs and his his motorcycle is red it looks more like a a scooter or a vespa or i don't know well first of all dylan got that for him he said it's the greatest motorcycle ever or whatever borrowed it from a friend but it looks like one of those, what they call a crotch rocket. <laughs> one of those little, like, uh, foreign, you know, Japanese motorcycles. Yeah. It, it does not look cool at all. No, they reference the that movie, not Cool Hand Luke, uh, freaking The Wild Bunch a couple times. 
No, Easy Rider. That's what yeah, it was. Yeah, that's an Easy Rider. They, they, they reference Easy Rider a couple times. It's like you're not riding an Easy Rider motorcycle. Dylan is. You're not. But he's like, oh, yeah, it's going to be like Easy Rider dead. And he's like, you know, that, that spoiler, everyone, that, uh, that movie ends in a hail of gunfire. <laughs> They're both killed. He's like, oh. Oh, not a happy ending. That's what he says. Like, it's a funny joke. It's like, it's no, that's, you're just stating a fact. <laughs> leave those leave those boring, not good, just stating a fact jokes for this show. <laughs> right. Leave it to us, the peanut gallery. So they're, where did they stop somewhere? And the, they're flirting with the waitress. Yeah, that was weird, too. Some diner. Like, both of them think she's hot. I guess for what reason? She's hot. What? You didn't think so? She, I guess in a like in a flows diner kind of way, she was hot. Yeah. But um, this spikes like the animosity between them to rev up. Yeah, well, the animosity's been. I mean, when Dylan came to pick up Brandon, he was like, Kelly walks downstairs and he's like, "Oh, you know, see you later, babe, or whatever." And she's like, "Bye, Brandon." She's just like, like. I fucking Dylan the entire time. She's like, uh, and Dylan's looking back at her. Really? I didn't. Yes. Oh my god! It was such a look between the two of them. I did not get that. Didn't Dylan call her "hun" on the way out the door? Uh, I know. I think Brandon did. Oh, because I, I know. Was ex- like he was he was using he was what the fuck is the word I'm looking for? I don't know. Expressing. He was expressing ownership. Ew. That's what I think he was doing. <laughs> so that's why, because I knew something happened and I missed it because when we're watching it and you're all like, oh, ho, ho, and they're walking out the door and I'm like, what is he? Is that oh, what ho, I sound ho. like? <laughs> yeah. Like a fucking, uh, like Edward G. Robinson in a like 1940s gangster. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. That's exactly what you sounded like. <laughs> Look at this, son. <laughs> I see here. But I thought it was Dylan who called her hun, and that was what you were responding to. I did not realize that they were eye-fucking. No, maybe you should pay attention sometimes when we watch the show. I was fucking paying attention. No, you were fucking and trying to pay attention. So you mean to tell me that I could be fucking you Uh while we're watching the show, and you could pay attention? (laughs) I don't think so. Just... Just for all of your uh, information out there, that's a joke. We've never actually had sex while watching that. No, that would be weird. Be really weird. <laughs> Almost as weird as talking about it on our show. Now I'm just picturing sex swings. Anyway. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. So they're mad at each other. Okay. Yes, they're, they are. <laughs> they go back to their hotel and they get into a big fight there and like, Dylan's like, why don't you just go home? And Brandon's like, I already paid for the room. And like, I mean, it's bad. Brandon mentions it. The look, by the way, he does. Yeah. He says when they're in the hotel room, he's like, yeah, you know, you, you, he said, he says something to the effect of you started it with that look you gave her or whatever. Oh, wow. Or like you brought it up with the, you know, whatever looking at her. Interesting. You know, what's weird is like you said that you barely remembered anything, but it seems that you remember everything. <laughs> I remember nothing. When we start talking about it, it triggers my memories. So 
They stopped to uh, take a piss the next day on their way to the lake, which apparently they're still going. Like, I thought they'd go their separate ways. Well, they had... In the morning, he's like, yeah, I'm leaving. He's like, I'm not going to let you leave and whatever. And he's like, well, you care about me or something? He goes... No, I just like if the bike got ruined, you know, George would be pissed at me because I guess that's who he bought, borrowed it from. He's like, yeah, that sounds like you. And he's like, look, okay, fine. I wouldn't want to be responsible for your bleeding corpse or whatever. And then Brandon's like, okay, we'll keep going. We're just, we just won't mention the K word. Okay. Because obviously Kelly has come between them. I mean, not literally, but. She wishes. I Obviously she's, well, I don't know. I think she just wants Dylan. She does not seem like she cares about Brandon at all. Why did her and Dylan break up? I don't remember. Because she was suspicious of the people that stole his money oh. and didn't have a good relationship with uh, the sister. Oh, yeah. And those people are gone, so. Yeah, so now it's just, you know, they should be, they should be back together. I feel like they're trying to... I feel like the writers are trying to get them back together or or orchestrate it because what was keeping them apart before was was Brenda and now obviously Brenda's gone. Right. And I think their I think their goal was to get Brenda and Dylan back together and then get Kelly and Brandon together. So they started with Kelly and Brandon and they heavily intimated that Dylan and Brenda were going to get together. But then Whatever fucking happened, happened, and Brenda didn't get to come back. And now I think they're like, oh, shit, it's probably better to have these two together. Because they don't have any chemistry. They just don't. Yeah. It's bad. Watching them on screen is no good. So, okay, so they stop to take a piss, and... They there's a sign that says no trespassing and they're just talking about like laughing about the fact that they're pissing in front of a no trespassing sign. But it's the funniest thing in the world, don't you know? And a reservation police officer pulls up behind them because they are on an Indian reservation. And they're pissing on an Indian burial, burial grounds. Ground, which means a poltergeist is going to haunt <laughs> their penises. <laughs> and they're like, Why didn't you mark it? And he's like, uh Look at the fucking no trespassing signs. Right. You white devil. It's kind of funny. I mean, like, I, I, I kind of agree, though. Like, you should have more than no trespassing. You should. Well, if it's just, if it's a, yeah, if it's a sacred ground, yeah. You'd think, but whatever. So he asked for their licenses, and he says, you know, he could arrest them for desecrating sacred ground and trespassing. Right. But instead, he's willing to give them work detail. Exactly. Now, that sounds really shady. and Sounds like Cool Hand Luke. <laughs> Tell me Cool Hand Luke. I don't know. Uh, he gets arrested on trumped-up charges and thrown in jail, basically, with no legal rights at all and works mm-hmm. on a chain gang. And then no one can eat 50 eggs. What? Don't worry about it. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> so... They agree without even knowing what the work detail is. And Dylan's pissed. Dylan doesn't want to yeah. want to do the work. He's like... Brandon agrees. Yeah, Brandon agrees. Because Brandon, you know, is smart and doesn't want to have to pay a bunch of money or go to jail or whatever. Right. And, um... Like, he doesn't want to get raped by a large Indian man. And, like, uh, one of them... Like, he said to Dylan, you know, we're not even... 
in the United States right now. Like, I don't even know if He's the Constitution like, I don't even know applies. If the, yeah, the Constitution applies. And you're like, it doesn't. Not really, no. So. I mean, in as much as it does, as the Constitution applies in a foreign country, you know, like, if something really bad happened, the State Department might get, get involved, diplomatic uh, channels would be open, there are extradition laws and stuff like that. But the Indian reservations are not the United States. It's such a weird situation we have here in this country. How we stole all this land, but we let them have just little pockets of it. Well, I mean, then, like, what other country are there little pockets that aren't that country? Yeah, that's true. I mean, there's only, like, like Vatican City in Italy, and but that's only one, right? Mm-hmm. And there's San, San Marino's in Italy, too, but there's only two in the entire country of Italy. And there's, you know, like hundreds, maybe thousands of Indian reservations in the United States. Yeah. So you're right. It is, it is weird. But that's... You know, like we have a few here, and they and they have casinos. I mean, I'm not trying to fucking be racist or anything, but they do uh, have casinos. Yeah, they do at the reservations in this state, at least. And uh, the the gambling age there, or you know, people can go there at 18. Mm-hmm. So, and the gambling age in our country is 21 because it's a different country, completely different law supply. I think they have a different drinking age too, don't they? Yeah, I think I think they do, or they can. I mean, it's their it's their it's their land. It's their I mean their their land and their quote unquote country. Right, it, they can make whatever laws they want, basically. So, yeah, it's just a weird thing to realize that you could just randomly not be in this country and not even realize it. Right, like what happened to them? They're going to do this work detail. I don't know what he was trying to accomplish. I thought there was going to be some like major like sacred teaching thing happening. Me too. Because he's like, you know, I want you to dig a hole and it has to be, you know, perfectly flat and mm-hmm. perfectly shaped. And and he had Brandon be the supervisor and Dylan do the digging. It seemed like a lesson. Like it yeah. was all set up like a lesson. And he was like, like he was going to come back and point to the sun and be like, sun sets on horizon. Horizon needs sun. Sun needs horizon. <laughs> you know, or something like that. Yeah, I have. I, I but it wasn't. He had like he had them digging a uh, what was it called a sweat lodge. Well, uh, it's the hole for the fire for the sweat lodge. Yeah. Yes. So that was it. I mean, like at at one point, Brandon finally gets in and helps Dylan because Dylan's getting pissed, and he comes back and catches him helping. He's like, "Oh, you got in there to help him, huh?" And he's like, "Yeah." Like he thought he'd be in trouble or whatever. He's like, "Okay, you know, it's fine. You're done. Whatever." Like no big deal. And there was no fucking lesson. And I thought for sure. In the sweat lodge, mm-hmm. there'd be something. They would see. I, w- I was waiting for them to have a vision or like some kind of breakthrough or for them to hug each other right. or something like that. But instead, Dylan was just like, you know, I'm glad that I'm not doing drugs anymore and that I, you know, I've found peace of mind and everything. And Brandon's like, I don't know what to say. He's like, but I'm thankful that my friend Dylan's alive and okay. Yeah. And that's it. It was dumb. It was really dumb. And, like, I thought people would be more naked. Like, oh, were you looking forward to that? <laughs> Maybe. But, I mean, like, don't you think in a real sweat lodge they'd be naked? Uh, it depends. Uh, it depends on what kind of sweat lodge you're talking about. <laughs> what kind of rules uh, they've established <laughs> beforehand. I guess. But yeah, so there's just a bunch of uh, random Indian... Last sweat lodge I went to had a fishbowl with a bunch of keys in it, so... Wow. That's some dirty shit. Um, no, there's just a bunch of random dudes in there. Yeah. 
sweating and well, they're not random. They are members of that uh, Native American tribe. Yeah, I guess uh, Brandon and Dylan are the random ones. Yeah, but that's, they have no shirts on. Yeah, so they're they're sweating and praying. That's what they're doing. Yeah, to grandfather. to grandfather. That's yeah, right. like I wouldn't. I I would fail this because I couldn't pray to grandfather. Okay, I'd, I I would not be okay. Your religious uh, convictions would. Uh, Hinder you from praying to grandfather. Yeah. Even just for fun or just to humor them. Yep. It, th- this this story arc, though, produced the only funny line, I think, in the entire uh, in the entire episode, though. Okay. When there's, they're like, he's like, because he gives them his, their licenses back, and he's like, you're free to go whenever you want, but I would invite you to stay to do the sweat lodge with us. And... Dil, I think it's Dylan or whatever says what goes on in there. <laughs> and he goes, "It's told that our creator uh, uh, sweat uh, from the sweat lodge produced uh, the first human beings. You know, like fell off his brow and produced the first human beings. But nothing that dramatic probably will happen. <laughs> it's just like okay. that was kind of funny. But I mean, that's like that's it. That's the whole thing. They get in a little argument and they make up, and uh, that's it." Yeah, it, it seemed like kind of pointless, and it doesn't seem like it was totally pointless because yeah, nothing gets resolved. And, yeah, I was gonna say, and that it's still it's still gonna be an issue. Eventually, it'll come to a head. Yeah, yeah. Eventually, it'll come to uh, Dylan's head. Unfortunately for Brandon, don't you think? Don't you think? I don't know. I don't know if they'll get back together or not. I have no idea where they're gonna go with this. I really don't. So what else was going on in this episode? We had the Who do you want to talk peach pit. What? Do you want to talk about Valerie? <laughs> you can talk about Valerie because I don't know what you want to say about Valerie. Oh, okay. Go ahead. <laughs> what do you think I want to say about Valerie? I mean, I was about to talk about the peach pit after dark. Yeah. No, I'm just, Valerie does almost nothing in this episode. She goes to, well, I guess we'll talk about her when we get to Kelly's Yeah, storyline. she's part of Kelly's storyline. Yeah, a very minor part of it. But Kelly's a very minor part. Everybody's a very minor part of this episode, except for Brandon and Dylan. Yeah, guess who directed this episode? Luke Perry. Jason Priest. Ah. <laughs> well, there you go. And so he decided to uh, make uh, Luke Perry dig and him supervise. That's I guess, funny. Because yeah. he had to direct. <laughs> so. Actually, I guess that is kind of a metaphor for the episode because he was the director. Right. Fucking do what I say. So, okay. Peach Pit, After Dark. So, Steve's dad, Peach Rush. Pit. After Dark. Rush is uh, there because it's his money funding it. Mm-hmm. And everything's coming together. And Steve's getting irritated because everybody's We're not going to let any loony liberals into the Peach Pit After Dark. What the fuck? It's Rush Limbaugh. Oh. <laughs> gotcha. He's a conservative radio host. Um. Wow. Yeah, he once uh, hosted. He once guest hosted a David Letterman show and pissed off uh, people in the audience um, because and like he started like he addressed the audience directly doing like a monologue or something like that, and um, he started saying like re- some really chauvinistic like anti women things and women in the audience were like yelling at him and stuff like that and he was like he. He's one of those guys that sounds like he's being reasonable when he's saying stuff that's dumb. Like, he'll say stuff not based in reality or stuff that's stupid, like just completely dumb or doesn't make any logical sense. 
but he says it in a way as if he's making sense. And so that tone that he's using fools a, a certain percentage of people. Okay. You just don't understand that, uh, you know, it's it's women, uh, you know, they're 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 born to uh, to be in the kitchen, and uh, you know, any kind of uh, other, <laughs> any kind of other aspirations, it, it just makes them, uh, you know, uh, have anxiety. It just it just gives them depression. Okay, see, um, the tone does not fix it. <laughs> Well, maybe he'd do a little bit in a better tone, but no, I'm. But you're not one of those people that's fooled by. Right. That. Like, um, you just have to understand. Not, you know, now that I think about it, uh, Rush Limbaugh's kind of uh, just a very deeper Jimmy Stewart. Well, see, see, Jimmy Stewart would be, uh, he would be like this, you know. But then Rush Limbaugh's. I don't think Jimmy Stewart was an asshole, though. I didn't say they shared the same uh, political <laughs> point of view. <laughs> Just that their voices were similar. Yes. Do you think everyone's voice, who's everyone who has a similar voice, has the similar political point of view? Mm. Because then that would mean that the Count from Sesame Street and Jabba the Hutt believed the same thing. Right. <laughs> you ever notice that? The Count's like, one, two, three, ah, ah, ah. And Jabba the Hutt is, instead of ah, 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 is oh, oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> he sounds much more evil. Um, okay. Peach Pit. After Dark. After Dark. Everybody likes Steve's dad except Steve, and it's pissing him off. Oh, yeah. Steve delivers a monologue to Munce, who looks like he's... He looks like he's auditioning for uh, Of Mice and Men. Yeah, what was up with that outfit? He's wearing... He did. He looked like of Lenny in Of Mice and Men. He's wearing overalls and like a page boy hat. Yeah. It's weird. Steve asks him uh, if he's going to go tend the rabbits. <laughs> but yeah, he he's very upset, and and honestly, it doesn't make sense. His dad's being nice, sort of, and his dad's not nice. Like we've seen his dad not be nice lots of times. His dad's fine. His dad's not not nice. Really? I I, mean, I, I always thought he was a dick. His dad is a blowhard. His dad is someone that has self-importance, that likes to be the center of attention, that likes to take over a room, all that stuff, which is what Steve hates about him, and he's still doing that in this episode. Yeah. He's just putting out money for the Peach Pit after dark because he thinks it's going to be successful, and he's, you know, running things. I don't think he's being particularly nice either. He's being nice to everyone else, but Steve's pissed because Steve... uh, thinks that his dad made that deal and sold him out. Which is ridiculous. Anyway. I, I guess. You don't think so? What? Nothing. I don't think what? That it's ridiculous to think his dad set him up. In the end of the episode, his dad invites him to come to the club, too. Mm-hmm. So, like, that was him being nice. Yeah, that was him being nice, but he loves his son. He's like, I'm sure they're going to be checking uh, IDs at the door. Which they actually will be, but whatever. No, he he said he didn't think that the the clerk from the the fucking courtrooms right, would be right. checking. So they do get the uh, peach pit going, and in the meantime, <laughs> they get that peach pit going. <laughs> Donna is trying to. Oh, bitch! Wow, <laughs> did you get it? Because. Uh, it's not Kelly. That's called the. That's called the. Oh, yeah, that's true. I was thinking of <laughs> Kelly. Sorry, but it was a bait and switch. Yeah, 
But I, that would have worked a lot better if it was Kelly. <laughs> Um, Donna's what? What's Donna Donna's doing? trying to get Ray to do the opening act. Say Donna's trying to get raped. Oh my god! Like that's the opposite of what, what is wrong with you? Of what she's trying to do. Oh my goodness, that's awful. You're um, blushing. Why? Am I? <laughs> I don't know. Do you have some secret fetish that I'm not aware of? <laughs> no. You almost said yes. <laughs> Oh, you were laughing. It sounded like I did not. He is lying. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you freak. Um, yeah. Now my brain has gone blank because of Donna. <sighs> Donna's trying to get Ray to do the opening act, like the same. Well, thing here's as- the thing. Ray's agreed to it. This is another one of the th- those things oh, that just okay. happened off screen. Yeah. Is she like? All of a sudden, she's there. They're there. The Peach Pit after dark. They're trying to get stuff ready and everything. And she's like, "Ray, uh, you got to get over the stage fright." And it's like, "When did he have stage fright?" Yeah, that's definitely new. He said that he didn't want to do it because he's not the kind of act that would play a rave, which he's right. And but now all of a sudden, it's because he 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 has stage fright and. He was like, I don't have a band. And he was like, oh, you know, I'm afraid that my bass player is going to. It's like, when did you get a band? When did all this happen? I thought we missed an episode. Yeah, she must have gotten him a band. I don't know. I mean, is he just changing everything about his music so that he can play in this club for her? Like, Yeah, and was he successful? We don't even know. They yeah. don't pay any of that off. Huh. Yeah, I would like to have seen him this perform. This episode is just a series of loose threads. Yeah, it's kind of annoying. You're right. So, that's what's going on, I guess, with them. Um, Kelly is... No, no, we're not done. No, okay, finish, well, what? Finish the fucking storyline. What What else is there to she say? She wants Ray to play this thing. She, she's got stage fright, and she talks to... She's talking about it and everything. She's mentioned something to Steve. And Steve's like, fuck you. <laughs> Steve goes, why Why are you coming over here talking to me about Peach Pit After Dark, you fucking asshole? Emmy doesn't say it in those words, but he's mad. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah. And then finally he, like, he relents because he's nice guy Steve now. He's not asshole Steve he was in the first season. He's nice guy Steve. No. And he says, well, uh, you got to go to the master. Vincent Lombardi. <laughs> I don't know why. This is the stupidest bit I've ever seen a television show do. Okay. Where she's just like, yeah, watch Vince Lombardi tapes. So she starts watching Vince Lombardi tapes. And she goes to, to Ray and she's like, did you fall asleep? You're looking at me. <laughs> You're looking at me like, uh, you ever you ever read that book Flowers for Algernon? <laughs> No. You're looking at me like that guy does before he gets smart. <laughs> Fuck off. Like, you just, you look so confused. Here's the thing, okay? No, I did not fall asleep. But the thing is that I barely slept last night. And it's late. And I'm tired. And so my brain is all fluffy. And I... <laughs> I can't come up with this stuff. And, like, you're saying it, and it's, like, familiar, but not 100% triggering the memory. So I'm just kind of listening to you describe this thing that I don't really remember. Wow. What an, ep- what an entertaining episode. <laughs> uh, so she says to Ray, she's like, you're fucking Paul Horning. 
You go out there and take that ball and shove it down their fucking throats. She did not say that. And somehow that works. I guess he goes out there. Who knows what happens? Maybe he sucked. (laughs) They don't tell us. We don't get to see him play. I've never heard him sing anything other than that. The The thing for kids. The worms crawl out song. I think that's the only song this actor can play. (laughs) Well, I mean, I guess we'll find out how it went next week. Maybe. I mean, this is, you know, two weeks of storyline on this now. They've got to be doing something. So kick your fluffy brain into gear. <laughs> Tell us what happened with Kelly. Um, okay, so Kelly was at Brandon's house when Brandon was leaving, like you said. And apparently she was eye-fucking Dylan, and I did not notice. Mm-hmm. After that, though, she's still hanging out at Brandon's house, which I think is really weird. I guess, yeah. Because, like, she doesn't live there. She doesn't. <laughs> and um, she got invited to a abnormal psychology workshop yeah like some sort of yeah i guess a workshop the best, i don't know best word for it seminar symposium mm. <laughs> very fancy <laughs> and um it turns out that valerie was also invited to this thing anyone who got an a in abnormal psychology and she goes kelly goes you got an a in abnormal psychology yeah, like totally like bitchy degrading pissed off tone like, why does Valerie want anything to do with this bitch? I don't know. And she's like, um, yeah, you know, and whatever. She's like, I wasn't going to go, but if you're going, I'll go. Does Valerie not realize Kelly hates her? I don't know. Because she walks away and, and Kelly says to Brandon, well, it was going to be fun. <laughs> no, I've got to fucking deal with Valerie. I don't, like, I don't understand this. Valerie is not a stupid person. I don't know why they're having her act like this. Well, either... Either Valerie cheated. I thought we were gonna. I thought we were gonna find out that Valerie cheated on her test. Well, yeah, because the proctor, the one that graded their exam, was sitting with them too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, I guess not. Um, and if she missed as much class as is being intimated and still got an A in that class and got an A on the final and all that shit, then she must be pretty fucking smart. But she didn't seem to understand anything they're talking about at the symposium or well, workshop. See, I or thought they were going to say that. I thought they were going to. The reveal was going to be she cheated on the test because she says something like, um, "I don't know," and and something and I don't know. Uh, it's some sort of psychology word. And she was like, "What's that?" And the proctor explains what it is. And I thought maybe it was something they learned in the class. Right. But now I'm thinking it's just some fucking bullshit this guy made up. Because afterwards, she uh, she goes, you don't need, like the proctor goes, you don't need to hang out with a negator like that. Like she uses another term that mm-hmm. I think is part of whatever bullshit philosophy this guy's cooking up. And this guy does have some kind of bullshit going on, but apparently it's working on Kelly. We're Valerie. Still, we're still evolving. Yeah. Don't you know we're 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 homo whatever luminescence shining <laughs> man. Yeah, I think he wants to fuck Kelly. Like, what's wrong with his face and his lips? I, I don't know. Well, didn't you like like he? I think he has some like a deviated septum or something. I don't know what the fuck's going on with him. He's in a wheelchair. Uh, I don't know if the actor's actually wheelchair bound or not, or if it's just a thing for the character. But he, he talks like he's got a weird. He talks like, like it's not. It's not as exaggerated as I'm making it. I can't do it. It's it's somewhere between normal speech and and t- talking like this. Like it's it's like 
between those two. Mm-hmm. He just there's just something just slightly off about the way he talks, and it's really fucking annoying. Oh, I agree. But he wants to be Tony Robbins or whatever. He wants to be fucking. Uh, you know, you can take control of your life. Yeah, yeah, that's what it seems like. He's trying to be like some kind of motivational speaker. Absolutely. But if he's their psychology professor, mm-hmm. what what's going? That doesn't make sense. We're to trying me. to reach truth, Carol. <laughs> Why don't you tell me the truth about your life? Yeah, and then Kelly's truth turns out <laughs> to be <laughs> that she's more of a bitch than we thought. Yeah, like I hate her so much more now. Like, she's talking about how, you know, growing up with her mom as a model, you know, looks were always so important to her. And, mm-hmm. you know, that she she thought that, you know, being through the fire would, you know, make her realize that, you know, other things are more important or whatever. Mm-hmm. But the reality is that when the flames came through the door, what she was thinking was not my face. Take this other woman. Yeah. The one who Kill saved her. my life. But don't mess up my face. Exactly. Uh, and it happened. I mean, yeah. the other woman didn't die. But, but she got terribly burned. Yeah, and and Kelly's face is fine. Yeah, but her neck is still red. They're, they're still they're still keeping the, the burn thing going. I wonder how long that'll go. They got a little bit of latex left over from Freddy Krueger's makeups. <laughs> but yeah, she, what, how could she... If that, if that were me, first of all, I'd kill myself. But if I, did, <laughs> if I didn't do that... So extreme. I would certainly never admit it to anyone ever. I mean, that's like terrible. I'm yeah. just like disgusted. It's very terrible. You're correct. <laughs> Shut up. That's terrible. Uh, is something that's so bad that you have to sit down <laughs> when you hear it. Oh my god, she said something so terrible. Uh huh. Uh huh. Wow. <laughs> Andrea is in this episode too. What the fuck? <laughs> Yep, what? she is. Do you want to finish the storyline with Kelly? I thought, I thought Did I you take dying. a page from this episode and you're just abandoning every story that we start? Apparently. She wrote a letter to the professor. First of all, Valerie, you started to say, Val, the only Valerie's only contribution to the episode is saying what everyone in the audience is thinking. They're, they're sitting in the thing and she's like, oh, this fucking shit, whatever. I don't, this is, this sounds dumb. And she's like, I'm going to go shopping. Yeah. And Kelly's like, I'm staying. Yeah. And then, yeah. Okay. So Kelly wrote him a letter. Yeah. And he, I guess he has the force. I don't know. Like she, <laughs> she puts a letter underneath his door and he was either standing or sitting right there or whatever, or just knew. And he opens the door. He's like, wow. <laughs> she's like oh I, I was just leaving this for you don't don't read that till later and he's like my curiosity's peaked yeah and she says well i'm just grateful for you pulling that horrible terrible truth out of me <laughs> and he said oh terrible truths don't work on me because i'm already in this chair oh my god <laughs> So he basically says, she says she wants to be a different person. She wants to change her life. She doesn't want to be who she is. And he basically says, you know, you don't have to be. I don't know what they've done with this character, to be honest with you. She started out as like, I guess she was the slut or whatever. And then she kind of reformed that character and became somewhat likable and nice and everything. Right. And then I don't know what they're doing with this guy. Like, I... 
I, I couldn't even tell you what Kelly's character is anymore. She is a bitch. Yeah, I, the, basically that's about it because she doesn't have an identity anymore. Yeah, I don't, and I don't think it's the it's not, it's not Jenny Garth's fault. I don't think it's the actress's fault. These writers aren't fucking giving her anything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all they're giving her is a stick up her ass. Yeah. Well, that's what the uh, professor wants to give her, <laughs> right? <laughs> he has a chair for. Her. Um. All right. Andrea is in this episode. I mm-hmm. don't truly remember much about it, except that her and Jesse seem way too, like, happy and nice and, like, nothing happened, which was really disappointing after last week. Well, Brandon gets to cheat on Kelly. Right. And apparently Andrea gets to flirt and, I don't know, emotionally cheat on Jesse, and there's never going to be any consequences for any of this shit. It's bullshit. I don't really think she's kind of in the background of the episode. I don't think they really do anything. I don't yeah. remember them either. I just I just remember thinking they seemed too happy. <laughs> That's all. You wanted their happiness to be struck down. I did. I, I don't like them together. I don't like either of them as characters, to be honest with you. Yeah. I liked Andrea more in high school. I hope they leave. Wow. I hope they leave the show. That's mean. To be honest with you. I mean, they kind of don't fit, though. Yeah. And there's there's too many characters anyway. Yeah. You know what this show needs? The show needs a serial killer. Oh my. The show needs a serial killer to kill a bunch of these characters. Wow. They need to chop it down a little bit. It's the Stephen King method. That's what they call it. No, when Stephen King was writing The Stand, he got writer's block. Like one of the only times he got writer's block in his career and he's like didn't know what to do. Uh, uh what, you know, how to like take care of this and everything. And uh, he realized that he had a lot of characters, there was a lot of characters, and they were all kind of like building up society again, uh, Mm -hmm. and they were making all the same mistakes, so then he's like, I know what to do, Uh, send him a bomb, and he fucking sent him a bomb to to kill a bunch of the characters, and kind of focus everyone else onto what they should be doing, the evil they should be fighting and everything, and and so then uh, that kick-started the plot into gear. Interesting. The, this this show needs a bomb. <laughs> you would have thought the fire would have done it. Needs a no. bomb to kill uh, Andrea and her little baby. <gasps> no, and, not Hannah and Jesse and the parents and I don't know everyone else that's that's expendable. But fucking so, Ray needs to get blown <laughs> up in the bomb. But the the big finale thing here. The, the big moment at the end of this episode. Dun, dun, dun. Dylan gets a call from the guy in South America. From a more interesting television show starring this guy. Right? It's like, I want to see him in Brazil. <laughs> Why are we watching that? He's like, I'm at the uh, Lost and Found with $8 million you might recognize. Yeah. Does he have the girl? Does he have his sister? He did not mention her. Did he murder the other two? Yeah, like, how did he get it? That's right. the question. <laughs> So Dylan's going to get his money back, I guess. Yeah, he says get on a plane and meet me. So like, yeah, where's he going to meet him? Yeah. Where he can shoot him? <laughs> and then he has 8 million dollars. So why meet not? me in this country that has no extradition laws. <laughs> All right. Well, that uh that's it. That's how the episode ends. It sure is. And that's that's it for Fluffy Brain and 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 me. Good night. Fluffy Bait. <laughs> Fluffy brain and oof. That's uh, that's our character. Carolina. Okay. 
Um, yeah, so write us at uh, latefee1994daywell.com. Mm-hmm. Check out our website at www.retrolatefee.com. And uh, tell your friends. All right, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.